Today I'm speaking with Karen Oldfest. She's a principal advisor at Oldfest Personal Wealth Management. And today we're going to be talking about a variety of investment and financial planning issues that specialize assisting women like us <laughs> uh, to take uh, charge of our wealth and to create financial security for ourselves. So enjoy. Make sure to grab the official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It's filled with some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all absolutely free. Just go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to download yours now. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and welcome to Not Over Just Different, a podcast for women of a respectable age facing life's next new chapter. So grab a cup of tea and pour yourself a glass of wine and join me for some deep, real and candid conversations about everything from health, aging gracefully, relationships and how to make the next 50 years even better than the first. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's podcast. This week we are going to be focusing on wealth literacy. Uh, and uh, I love this particular subject because um, my personal journey with this is that, you know, when I was separated at the age of 45, I uh, all of a sudden had to start making all these financial decisions and uh, things that I never had to worry about while I was married. Um, and so I've had to be on a very fast and sharp learning curve, um, not just how to manage the money that I have now, but how to manage my future money and how to set myself up for security um, when I don't necessarily have a partner to rely on. Um, so I, I know that there's a number of women who are probably, you know, facing that situation right now. So uh, please welcome my guest, Karen Altfest. Hi, Karen. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Natalie. Thank you so much for inviting me. Ah, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Um, so I, I, I want to start, first of all, as to, you know, your background, like how, why is this such a passion for you? you know, teaching women how, how to handle their money? Because it's so important. I've come across so many women who are always apologizing. This is a silly question, but and I've never come across a man in my financial business who says the same. His questions aren't silly. But so many of the women I know, who, even if they're very well set in life, are worried that they're going to be the, the bag lady pushing the carriage in the park, you know, with, with their daily belongings. And people have that bad dream. I think it's the opposite of the Cinderella story where, where everything's going to be taken care of for you. And this is disaster awaits you. And so I, I thought that to teach women the basics and make them uh, more comfortable, because I think a lot of it is about being comfortable. I think a lot of people think I'm teaching women financial concepts, and of course, there's some of that in it. But just being able to be comfortable in how you live and helping you make the right decisions is so important, much more than any one 401k plan or, <laughs> or estate plan that you could learn about because you could get that. We get it on Google nowadays, but you could get it in any book. You could find that out. You don't have to memorize all those rules and they change very often anyway. Right. And so when it comes to being worldly and informed and comfortable with money, uh, I'm assuming that this, this uh, information is applicable whether we're single or whether we're in a marriage or a relationship. Yes, your circumstances certainly change, but the basic concepts and, and ways of doing things probably don't change nearly as much. Right. 
And so what are some of the uh, the main well, we'll call them mistakes for now. So what are some of the, you know, the mistakes that women make when it comes to, uh, you know, how they look at money, how they handle their money? Are there like some major ones that are fairly common across the board? Yes. One of the ones that bugs me the most is that I very often find women who are very, very successful in their professional lives, and yet they're deferring to some man, whether it's their boss or their colleague or their neighbor or their husband or their partner or their parent to make the financial decisions. They're, they're the ones earning the money. They're the ones who are very successful, and yet they're deferring to somebody else they're just not comfortable in that role. So I think that's a big mistake. I mean, you can share things and for each of you, you have your interests and you have um, what you're good at, what he's, your partner's good at, but not to let everything go to somebody else. I think that's a very, very major one. Another one is um, similar, but a little different, taking advice from everywhere. You know, you could talk to the woman who's polishing your nails and ask her what she thinks you should be doing. And you're not going for expert advice and you're not using your own good judgment. But you think somebody else can tell you what to do. And that's rarely the case. Yeah. Yeah. So where so in saying that, you know, where are some reputable places that we can get some great education on how to handle wealth? Yeah. Well, there are always things you can join. There's the American Association of Individual Investors, which is something like $50 or $60 a year, and they send you great written materials, and they have conferences, and they educate you. But you can do things closer to home, too. There are uh, ways you can get together with others and start an investment club. And that's very easy to do when you each put in a small amount, say $25 at every meeting, and you invest together. And uh, you can. it's okay to make mistakes because if you're going to be the kind of person who will learn from them, and next time you'll do something a little differently, maybe you didn't uh, read their, their annual reports, maybe you didn't read their quarterly reports, maybe you just thought it sounded nice. So, uh, until the pandemic, I think a lot of people were investing in, in a big name that they had heard of. They pass a store on the corner or, or could be a clothing store or a chain of something, and they think that's where I want to have my money, but they don't look at the value of the company. They don't look at who's running the company. They don't look at the assets the company has. So, you know, the past doesn't dictate the future. And maybe it was successful once. Maybe uh, it won't be as successful in the future because it's become bigger and bulkier and it's probably changed management, maybe even ownership many times over. And so these are all things a good investor should take a little time to study. Yeah. Now, I, uh, I'm definitely one of those uh, women who's learned from past mistakes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, great. You know, um, and for me, I've been involved in many different businesses. When I was married, my husband and I were serial entrepreneurs. And so we got involved in a whole ton of different businesses. You know, some we were actively working in, some we had other people working in for us. Uh, and so, you know, when I look at that thread and, you know, some of them are really successful, some of them weren't. Um, but from each, you know, experience, I'm like, okay, this is what I learned from this. You know, uh, I know that if I don't, if I'm not hands-on and actually involved in the business, then I'm, that's not something I want to invest in because there's so many other things that could go wrong and, you know, and I'm like, okay, note to self. <laughs> or, you know, even looking at the businesses I do want to invest in, 
that if I'm taking on a partner, you know, the characteristics of that partner, I'm very clear about the type of person I need to go into business with and the ones that I do not. <laughs> so, That's excellent. So it's been very helpful. Um, but I think my, my challenge was is that, uh, you know, I – I think that, you know, uh, uh, part of it, we have a lot of programming. Like we have a whole, whole lot of stories that we tell ourselves about money. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I used to do is, you know, as we were kind of slowly going into debt and the credit card bills are rising, um, I, my, my uh, go-to was avoidance. I'm like, well, if I just put them in the tray over there, and just leave them there. Maybe it'll sort itself out. You know? So by the time I actually, you know, get to look at it, it's like, okay, it's way bigger than it, it should have been. Uh, so what are some of the the common behaviours that you see women uh, go to that, that are not serving them when it comes to, you know, creating wealth? I, I think avoidance is much more common than you suspect. A lot of people just don't want to deal with this and they think some days, as you say, it'll sort itself out. That's not so likely to happen unless you're very lucky or have a good plan. It's sort of the, what shall we call it, the Las Vegas way of, of planning your future. <laughs> it's a little scary. And one of the other things that people should not be doing is take, treating everything as if it's a one-off. Because anything you do in any of the areas of your financial life is going to affect something else down the road. Like if you want to buy a house and you're saving for the house, but you decide to go on a world cruise or so, you know, it'll be a lot longer till you buy your house. But I find that credit cards are, are very um, detrimental to one's financial health. <laughs> you know, people don't know how to use them. They don't know when to use them. They think it's free money and they don't think about paying it off. And I can't see any reason anybody needs more than two credit cards, maybe one business, maybe one personal. But people forget they have to pay it off or it's just going to keep accumulating. Yeah. Yeah, that access to credit is a, a blessing and a curse, you know. <laughs> but I think that if you have the right mindset around how you're going to handle it and you always have in mind you know, how are you going to pay it back and how long it's going to take you to back? Because, you know, with credit cards, the interest rate is so high on those things. It's like, oh, wow, I ended up paying the the actual amount back two or three times because it took me so long to make those payments. So uh, I think the things people do very often is they don't know enough about themselves and the way they're living. So many people will come to our financial firm and say, you know, I'm spending whatever, $10,000 a month to pick a round number. Well, they're really spending much more than that. Uh, very few people are spending less, but they just don't know. You say, well, what's your monthly rent? And they say, well, I don't know. Maybe it used to be that, or maybe it's changed, or maybe they've added something on, or maybe it costs more now, or that was my last house. or you know. And so very, very basic things. So unless you have the real facts, you're not going to get very far. You know, so it, even though it's a pain, I agree that it is to take time once a year to write things down on a spreadsheet. It's so much easier now than it used to be and uh, and have the figures in front of you in case you have to look at them for some reason. Sometimes some of the best clients we get have uh, applied for a mortgage or something where they've had to get the figures together and then they can give you correct figures. And that's really very nice. Yeah, well, I think that's part of the, you know, the the scary part of the financial thing is, when, especially for me when I was avoiding, was like, I don't really know where we are. I don't know where, you know, and it was obviously clear that we were spending way more than we were earning, but it was, you know, we were sort of in this, you know, 
crazy place where it's because we had access to credit, you know, we were making decisions that weren't necessarily sound, you know, which was which was very interesting. And and the thing is I had challenges communicating with my husband around money. You know, we would go start talking about it and then I'd start to get really stressed and, you know, agitated. And I'm thinking, why am I doing that? Like that I'm 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 not upset about this, but I realized that I was emulating my parents' behavior. You know, I grew up in a family of eight kids. And so when there was stress at the house, there was often about money. So I was just emulating the behavior that was modeled for me when I was young. And I'm like, oh, now I get it. All right, let's, let's release that. I don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> so, um, so communication was difficult for me and my husband. So, so if someone's listening to the podcast who, who is in a relationship and they want to step up and take some more responsibility, you know, what is a great way that they can open up that communication and, and you know, and step into that? Well, I think that you've started to address it. I think the person has to take on things they like. So a husband will often come to me and say, I can't get my wife interested. I've tried everything. Well, he wants her to be interested in what he does well, not what she would like to do. And whether it's planning family vacation or seeing if your uh, child can afford to take ballet lessons or whatever it is, something that pleases her, she won't mind spending the time on figuring it out right to start with. I mean, you can we can all get into the things we don't really like. I mean, don't we all have closets we haven't looked into for a long time? But <laughs> so the same thing with this. You can't force somebody else to take on um, what uh, what they don't want to do. And um, you shouldn't offer to take on, well, of course, we need to have our bills paid, so I'll do that. If you really hate it, start with things you prefer, and it'll go a lot smoother. Yeah. No, I like that. No, and, and if you're listening to this podcast um, and if, like me, you have this lack of knowledge uh, about what's actually between you and and you living a bigger, larger, better, wealthier life um, and you'd like to discover how to fix that uh, and fix your relationship with money and make more of it, then I, I suggest that you download um, a free book called How to Create Your Future. So uh, simply go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash money book uh, and you can start using its eight secrets to turn your dreams into living, breathing reality right now. So um, let's talk about future money because, you know, unless we're focusing on it and planning it now, uh, then we don't have any security for ourselves. And that's when we have that overhanging, you know, threat of I'm going to be the bag lady with the, with the shopping trolley with all my possessions in it. So what are some of the smart things that we could do right now uh, that can help to set us up for wealth security in the future? Well, surprisingly, some people don't realize that if your company is matching a contribution to a 401k plan, that's a gift you're not going to get again and you should take advantage of it. And it's also in part a government gift because they're helping you save for your future. So there's no reason not to. I think you should save as much as you're allowed to in that. I also think you have to treat yourself a little nicely. So if you get a bonus or great aunt Tilly dies and she leaves you $5,000, take 500 of that and go out to a, a nice show or a 
a weekend away or buy a dress or whatever it is that, that you want and save the rest for your future. If you force yourself to save every penny, it's not going to feel very good. You're going to say, well, what's the good? I got this $5,000. I can't spend it. So give yourself a treat, but remember your plan for the future and how badly you, you're going to want that one day. And so what are, I, I know we were talking a little earlier about uh, compound accounts, like a compounding interest. Like I, I actually don't think we have that in Australia. I'm not sure. But uh, when I hear in the U.S., this is the first time I kind of heard about it. So <laughs> let's explain a little bit more because maybe there are women who don't understand what that is either that's listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, compounding interest is it's one of the basics. And it's even if you have a bank account and you sock money away, if it's a savings account, it will pay. Unfortunately, um, interest rates have been low. So you don't get as much, but whatever you get, it's going to grow over time. And each year you'll be building on the total of what you put in and what you've earned in that account. And the next year you'll start with a higher amount and what you earn that year will be added to the higher amount. So say, for example, you put in a thousand dollars and um, interest on the account pays probably more than it will for a little while, but say it goes up to $1,100. So the next year you'll start with $1,100 and it'll grow to 1200 or even a little more. And, you know, and that over time, over 30 or 40 years, that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. And is there a certain amount that we should be squirreling away uh, you know, what, what, and, and thinking that if most of the women that are listening to this podcast are sort of in their middle age, uh, you know, what is a good amount that we should be looking at to, you know, be able to have something that's substantial by the time we get to retirement right. age? So that's kind of hard to say because everybody lives differently. Some people live by themselves. Some people have six or eight, as you said, children to uh, raise, you know, so everybody has a, a different nut. Um, to crack, but um, what you can do is realize that your retirement is probably going to cost you about three quarters of as much. Of very few people want to spend a lot less on their retirement. They want to travel. They want to buy nice things. These are their golden years, and they want to take advantage of that. So they're not going to want to cut things in half. So they're going to need a lot. And if you realize that retirement periods can be 30 years or, or whatever, you know, it's, it's very pretty simple math to figure out a ballpark figure. I always say, you know, save what you can, maybe don't retire the first minute you can, maybe a few years later. And if you have a little left, you'll probably be happy one day to know that it went to your children. <laughs> but if you don't have enough, you're in big trouble. Yeah, so we, I mean, we're looking at, and, and a lot of what we've been talking about is investing and looking at our future. But when we're looking at our current situation, um, you know, yes, you know, creating income is one side of the coin, but the other one is is saving um, and looking at ways that we can see where we may be bleeding cash. <laughs> um, and and so what are some of the things that we can do to like what's existing now? I, I know one of the suggestions you came up with was with the spreadsheet, um, and, you know, and one of the things I do is I go through my credit card statement, you know, every other month and go, okay, what are all these little things? Were these necessary? Because, you know, we get stuck with all these subscriptions and TV shows and blah, 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 and all that kind of thing. So what are some of the things that we can do to look at tightening up what it is that, we, that we're that we earning now? Well, there are, are things that you could do. And I 
never object to little mind games that you can play with yourself because you you know the real story anyway, and this can keep you well grounded. So, for example, if you were earning fifty thousand a year and you were living comfortably on that, and then you got a raise and you're earning fifty five thousand, can you still live on the fifty thousand and save the five thousand at least for a few years? I mean, you don't have to spend it all immediately. So, you know, just pretend you're still making the same. You were comfortable. You were going out with your friends. You were doing whatever that you like to do. It's fine. And and then you'll have a nice little nest egg someday. So I, I believe in all these kinds of things to save as much as you can in that way, not in a way that deprives you of a decent standard of living, but in a way that's comfortable for you and will get you where you want to go in the future. Absolutely. Because I think that's the the key. Like we could be really good at saving, but if we're doing that at the expense of living, you know, we've, we've kind of missed the point, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a, a fine line there, yes. And so when you work with people, Karen, what, what are some of the services that you provide for everyone? Well, we provide investment management. We manage our clients' monies. Uh, education and communication is very, very key for us. It's not a service that you write down and have a contract for, but it's very important. So many people come to us from other advisors and say, the guy never called me back. I called him with questions three times. He never called me back or he didn't want to talk about it. He'd say to me, don't worry. That's that's a very bad thing that women are, are sort of told sometimes, you know, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And and you want an explanation, you want to know, and you'll understand as much as you can understand. But we do all parts of financial planning. We don't sell any products to anybody, but we're very knowledgeable about insurance, about estate, about taxes, about many, many things. And so cash flow, of course, the way you spend money every year is very, very important. We love to know what comes in, what goes out, and we'll help you with all those things if you don't know how to how to find out how much you spend. We'll talk to you and we'll help you figure it out. You don't have to know the first day. You don't have to come in with all that information. Yeah, because I think that's the other thing too. We can get really embarrassed and kind of have a bit of shame around the fact that like, I should know this. Like, you know, and I think that, and for me, for the longest time, I would say, look, I'm just not a numbers person. Words, no problem. I'm all over the words, but the numbers, that I have a bit of an issue with. Well, yes and no, because it's really about how you live your life. You know, it's having the quality of life you want, probably that you deserve, <laughs> you know, and it's not so much about whether you can multiply something in your head, but how you figure out what's the right move for you. Yeah. And I think that uh, when, you, when you're looking at doing that, uh, working with a team, uh, or working with someone that can help you at, at least do that. Because I know that when I got to the point where I understood exactly what was coming in, what was going out, I had an investment plan, I had, you know, savings plan, the whole thing said it, it was such a weight off my shoulders. Relief, yes. The relief. You know, it's taken care of. And, you know, some people are reluctant to admit that they don't know that they haven't do, done better. But I can't imagine anybody in my profession saying, what, you didn't save when you were 20? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, let's start with where the person is now, what they have, what they're doing, what can be done in the future. And, the, you know, so 
what is this true confessions? It's, yeah, I don't think we have to look at it that way. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think the, the sooner that we can step into the responsibility of it, I mean, we take responsibility for our actions, we take responsibility for our emotions, for our decisions, um, and just step in and go, okay, well, this is where I've been. Uh, this is not working for me. Uh, so I'm open to a new plan <laughs> and uh, and then working with someone that you trust that can, you know, give you some great advice. You know, and I, I know I've been working with the team and it's like, you know, I'll go to them with an investment idea. Go, what do you think about this? And they'll be able to go, right, they can do all the research for me. They do all the background check. They they understand. They go, okay, this is the risk. This is the, um, you know, the benefit. And then I can make a decision from there. Because I think it's also understanding your personality as well. Like for me, I don't mind taking a risk. It has it can't be like a full on risk, but it it you know I I have a certain amount of risk that I'm willing to take when it comes to investments, and I think understanding that is also you know um, a good way to manage money as well. I agree. Knowing yourself is key to to being in the right place. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Karen, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Um, and, you know, this is such a, an important subject. Now, uh, Karen's website is altfest.com. So it's A-L-T-F-E-S-T.com, so altfest.com. Uh, and uh, there you'll, she, you know, she has a ton of services that can help you with your personal wealth management um, and, uh, and, you know, and really help you if you're someone who's struggling um, and not just struggling with the now, uh, and realizing that you've got, you know, too many bills and things going on, um, but, you know, that you are concerned about your future. You know, as women, I think it's important that we do take responsibility for our financial future because uh, you never know what's going to happen. You know, we are we get married, you know, and we assume that's going to be forever, uh, but, you know, sometimes, you know, tragically our partners can pass away or we, we get divorced. Um, and if you get to that point and you're just like floundering, then it's really important to reach out to a company like Karen's to, to help to, to get some great advice and to help to, to navigate you through the next part of your life in a very financially sound and hopefully a financially growth, you know, way to do that. So, Karen, thank you so much for your time, darling. It was great chatting with you. Thank you, Natalie. Uh, I really enjoyed it as well. Thanks for joining us today. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and haven't yet subscribed to our podcast, please go ahead and do so on iTunes or Spotify or go to mindmovies.com forward slash podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now remember, new episodes are released every Monday morning. And this podcast is also brand new, and we'd love to spread the word. So after you've subscribed, be a great girlfriend and pass it on to a friend who will enjoy this too. And don't forget to grab your official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It includes some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all completely free. Head over to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to grab yours today. Until next time, remember it's not over, just different.